Welcome to The 618 Now, a production of the Chamber of Commerce and the O'Fallon Weekly, where we give you a snapshot of what's happening right now in O'Fallon and Shiloh. Today is Friday, November 11th, 2022, and Jessica, what's going on? Nick, did you know that America's largest one-day food drive originated right here in St. Louis? I did not. We're talking about scouting for food, and that kicks off this weekend. And even though it is now a national event, it is a day of service that originated right here in St. Louis. Scouting for food is when thousands of scouts, parents, and leaders hit the street to distribute bags to homes in their community. Then people fill up those bags with non-perishable food items, and the scouts return a week later to pick up those bags and distribute the items to local food pantries. Tomorrow, November 12th, is Bag Distribution Day, and so many listeners can expect to find bags tied to their front doors. Scouting for Food began back in 1985. They wanted to do something impactful, so they decided to deliver bags to nearly every home in what was then an 11-county area in St. Louis. Wow. It was a huge undertaking, but fortunately, they had some strong partnerships early on with groups like different fire departments, Anheuser-Busch, and the Army Reserves. During that first year, the Scouts collected 750,000 canned items. That's great. Isn't that crazy? Even though this was meant to be a one-time service project, it quickly became a hallmark for the scouts, and the executive team determined that scouting for food, that this was a perfect example of scouting values, and they decided to make it an annual affair. Then in 1989, with St. Louis as the model, the Boy Scouts of America adopted scouting for food as a national program. And in 2019, which was the last pre-pandemic drive, the St. Louis area collected 1.9 million food items in the 63-county area. That's fantastic. This year's campaign begins tomorrow. Approximately 25,000 scouts will go door-to-door distributing custom-made plastic grocery bags. And then on Saturday, November 19th, the scouts will return to those neighborhoods to collect the bags that are filled with canned goods. And the timing of the campaign coincides with the spirit of giving and appreciation associated with the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday season. For people who are interested in helping with the event, you can either set your food out or you can donate money by texting Scout Food to 91999 and every $1 donated equals approximately four meals provided for those in need. Or if you live in one of the pockets that maybe don't receive the bags, you can drop off your donations at the Lion's Choice here in O'Fallon the week following November 19th. And we'll link to all of this in the show notes. So note to self, pick up some extra food this week and don't forget to set it out. (laughs) Do you ever use Siri for reminders like this, Nick? Like like I'll tell Siri, hey Siri, on Friday at 8 p.m., remind me to set out the food donations. I don't. um, I just, I I have Siri turned off on my phone, but that's a, you know. (laughs) <laughs> discussion. We don't need to get into that. Okay, I would. I, my phone listens to enough. I don't. I don't need it like purposely listening. I live my life by Siri. She helps me with literally everything. And that's why you get advertisements on all sorts of places about things that you're just randomly talking about. I'm okay. I accept that. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's always listening, Jess. Always I know, listening. I know. Well, it sounds good. So what's on the calendar for this week? Today is Friday, November 11th. So happy Veterans Day to all of the service members out there. Yes. Calendar-wise, there's not much that we're tracking for this weekend, but Tuesday, November 16th is the Chambers Book Club. That's at 530 in the lobby at the Fairfield Inn over on Central Park. We'll be discussing the book Give and Take by Adam Grant. One of the reviews says that it's more than a book. It provides a refreshing new perspective on the art and science of success. I do like refreshing new perspectives. Doesn't that sound interesting? It does. 
It challenges us to focus more on our interactions and how those contribute to or take away from our achievements at work. And as a reminder, you do not have to read the book to join us. I think it's going to be a great discussion either way. Sounds good. And if you tuned in to our recent podcast episode, we briefly highlighted the story of the Radium Girls, which is the fall theater production at the high school. Well, that's next weekend, Thursday, November 17th through the 20th. And we recently met up with some of the student actors and talked to them about the show. Well, today we have Riley and Gage. They are part of the production at the high school coming up called Radium Girls. Thank you all for being here today. Thank you. Of course. So Radium Girls is about female factory workers who paint dials with radium. But what happens? Uh, So these girls, they are painting the dials with this radium however as they paint in order to point the brushes they have to put the brush in their mouth uh which in turn like causes the radium to get put into their systems which is not yeah that that seems problematic it is very problematic yeah Yeah. at the beginning of the play it's not completely 100 percent for sure known that the radium is dangerous but as more and more information comes out the company just denies and it's like, no, nah, it's, it's got to be something else, right? can't be the radium. It's um, phosphorus or yeah. lemons. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> something else. else is the problem. And like for this plot, uh, Grace, she starts to take a stand and tries to sue the corporation for all of this radium poisoning that's going okay. through all these girls. And eventually uh, the CEO of the company, he realizes that yeah, it is the radium. This he messed up. And he's whoa, kinda... whoa! Spoilers, spoilers, <laughs> Spoil- oh, spoilers. 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 spoilers, spoilers, Let him, let him figure that out. Yeah. So, Riley, do you play ga- uh, Grace? You said I almost yes, said Gage. I do. I, do. I, I, I play Gage. <laughs> you play Gage. Anyway, you play Grace. I do play. I play uh, Grace Fryer. Okay, and Gage. I play you... Arthur Reader. Okay, who's Arthur? Arthur. He's the. Uh, well, he starts as just a plant manager. Okay. Just for one of the uh, the lines, and then he goes up and up throughout the company to become the owner of the factory. Okay, so you're the one people are pointing fingers like, you're the reason we're like yeah. this. Okay. Your fault. Okay. Really? Oh. <laughs> so it sounds like a little bit of a heartbreaking oh, story. You've yeah. got these gals who are just trying to make an honest day's work, and they end up with potentially some very terrible medical problems. How does it feel playing or being in a production that is heartbreaking? Are there any lighthearted moments? Like, is there, what's, what's the, is there an entertainment or is it just really, really sad? <laughs> At the beginning, they have those like lighthearted moments because okay. they nobody, don't know. They don't know. Nothing has really taken effect yet. Uh, however, as it progresses, these girls are realizing that they're dying after working in this factory mm. for so long. And it just spirals from there. It is. It's a little a ve- heavy. It is a very heavy show. There are scenes where uh, I cry, like genuinely, wow. as well as like on stage and through character, but also genuinely because I get so connected to mm. the story. So, Gage, after watching this, how are people going to feel when they leave the show? They're going to feel kind of shocked and betrayed, even though this was years ago. Okay, just that something like this was allowed to happen okay and the people that were still affected i mean the bodies are are still radioactive which is crazy to think about it's insane I mean, wow and it's really really tragic and it's it's i think it's even though it was a story a while ago it's still affecting, ha- today. affecting people today absolutely so as student performers talk about what your day looks like in the weeks leading up to the production so you guys are here from let's say seven forty-five. 
And as it gets later and later, as you get closer to the production, you might still be at school. You might leave for a little bit, but you might still be at school at eight o'clock at night, starting oh, maybe yeah, next up week. to ten thirty. Yeah, wow. for Tech Week. It, it's yeah. Be, yeah, especially okay. on Tech Week. Wow. Pe- there's a reason people call it Hell Week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How did you guys get into theater? Like, Ooh. has this been a thing that you've been doing for a while, or is this maybe your first shot at it? I've been acting since I was six. I saw, um, I just saw people having fun on TV and movies, and was like, you know what, I want to try that. So got involved in some local theater productions and just continued ever since. Nice. 11 huh. years. For me, my brother got me into the arts. I saw him perform on a stage, and that heavily influenced me, because I look up to my brother a lot, and so that got me into the theater aspect, so I've been doing it for the past like, seven years. Wow. Like, ever since, like, I started doing school productions, and then I moved to community theaters. It's been so much fun. Very cool. So you said earlier that Hell Week is the week before the show starts. Mm-hmm. So that must mean we're coming up on the production. When can people come see you all in action? What are the dates of the shows? Well, the 17th through the 19th of November, shows are at 7.30. And then on the 20th, there's a matinee at 3 p.m. Tickets are available at OTHS.BookTix.com. That's OTHS.B-O-O-K-T-I-X.com. Sounds perfect. And we'll link to that in the show notes. So, well, thank you all so much. We recognize we've been following you guys on Instagram and the socials. We know how much work you guys have been putting in. Uh, My best friend and I already got our tickets. We're getting ready to watch you guys light it up on stage. So, thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Those are some really impressive students. They really are. And as we heard, they work so hard. I mean, they're there really long hours. They really are. I think they'll do a really good job of telling what can be a difficult story, but also while keeping it light and entertaining. I hope so. Yeah. You don't want everybody leaving just bawling their eyes out. Well, you or know, maybe you do. Maybe you do. If, if you know, that's the sign of a good production. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're they're just that captivating that you know it could a be. bawling audience is exactly what they want. But guess we'll find out. I guess so. On one final note, before we sign off, we want to give the listeners a heads up. On next week's episode, we are interviewing some of the members of the Magical Court. Their big holiday dinner is coming up in early December. But we want to mention that ticket sales end on November eighteenth, which is next week. Tickets might be available the day of for certain performances, but the only way to guarantee entrance is to pre-purchase your tickets. So we'll link to that in the show notes, and we're really looking forward to um, next week's interview. Very much so. Well, sounds good. And on that note, I've got to get going. Thanks, Nick. It's always a pleasure. This podcast is a production of the O'Fallon Shiloh Chamber of Commerce. We're a nonprofit with over 600 members, and together we welcome, unite, and promote business. Remember, you can't buy happiness, but you can buy local, and that's sort of the same thing.